0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: 51,000 plus on their feet. Nobody's left to beat the traffic tonight, I guarantee you. Mark gets the
0: sign. The wind and the pitch. Here it is. One Fly
1: ball deep left center. them on the rim yeah! Yes! 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 The Atlanta Braves have yeah. given you a championship. A 25 lighters on my dresser, yes, sir. You know i got to get paid. I High football. Back to right center. And
0: the Braves have won it. 25 lighters on my dresser, yes, sir. You know i got to get paid. Swing you drive. Back to
1: my 25 folks now get ready this is the platinum sombrero podcast with your host dylan short and adam doc herbert Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Platinum Sombrero, our first episode during the 2021 Major League Baseball season. And today's episode should be much nicer than those games that we had to watch in Philadelphia, as today's episode brought to you by armchair or sports drink, whatever you want to call us. I'm not really entirely sure where we're at on that. But brought to you, as always, by our friends at BetOnline, BetOnline BetOnline.ag, the number one place to go. If you want to place any online wagers, you want to put a little money on a game, show off how smart you are, put your money where your mouth is, go to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code armchair to get a nice little surprise and when you make your initial deposit Across all sorts of lines Doesn't have to be baseball Maybe you're trying to get into soccer Maybe you're trying to get into hockey There's no better way to get into it Than to put a little money on it Raise the stakes a little bit Go to betonline.ag Join the online sensation That is sweeping the nation Betonline.ag Promo code armchair today Also brought to you by Our new friends at Locker Room If you have an Apple device Which most of you should by this point uh, Locker Room app is almost a little bit like Community space or discords Or anything like that Where you can join room hosted by your favorite hosts a la moi during the season once a week where you can come in the room we can talk baseball we can talk whatever you want to talk about uh, maybe you just want to get a little bit off your chest maybe you just want to hang out and have a good time the locker room app is a great way to follow all of your favorite content creators and to feel like you are a part of those people's stories so if you go to locker room app download it today and make sure you are on the lookout for the locker room Links that we'll be posting from the TPS Twitter account, and you can come in once a week and join me in the Locker Room app, LockerRoom.com, or just go to Locker Room in the Apple Store. So, Doc, opening day, opening week out of the way, and I don't know that it could have really gone much worse for Atlanta than it did, but I don't think that's really a surprise.
0: You know... We lost opening day last year in 2020. That was a that 1-0 game where Cespedes hit the home run off of Chris Martin. Year before that, we went into Philly and got absolutely trucked for the entire series. The year before that was 2018, and everybody remembers the Marquecas walk-off home run, but what they might not remember is that the Braves were down 5 to nothing in the seventh inning of that game. So usually the Braves tend to get beat up a little bit the first weekend, uh, I was not a huge fan of the outcome, obviously, but yeah, you know, I just mentioned in 2019 when the Braves went up to Philly, uh, played three at Citizens Bank and got killed. The final score in those games was 23 to 11. Uh, the final score in these games was nine to three. I didn't really walk away from that series feeling like we had been just completely blown out, um, you know. They were in it till the very end on opening day. And if not for some, we'll just call it questionable umpiring in the third game, you know, they were right in that game too. So uh, it all counts the same on the loss column, but from a moral perspective, I really didn't hate the Philly series that much. There were a lot of Rockets uh, that were just hit right at defenders. You're going to have those over the course of 162. So uh, it would be nice to get a win though. I'll tell you that.
1: It would have been very nice. It would have been very nice for my mentions, so I wouldn't have had to deal with Philly fans trying to uh, dunk on me, in which case I just point them to 2019, where the Braves also, as you mentioned, got swept by Philly, and 2019 seemed to work out pretty well for the Braves. Uh, Today's game, which is still going on, unfortunately, the Braves and the Nationals did not feel uh, like accommodating our schedules. Um, But today's game, Braves offense started out on fire, four homers on the day for them so far. As we're now in the top of the eighth, uh, making Scherzer look old a little bit. As Scherzer has become a true a two true outcomes type of pitcher, he's either going to strike you out or give up a solo homer. Very Justin Verlander esque from a few years ago, uh, which I believe in 2019 uh, was it 2019 or or the Astros World Series year where Verlander gave up 31 homers, uh, but most of them being solo. I can't
0: remember which, but yeah, it was uh, that was a messy year it's, for it's, him.
1: This is a nice kind of wake-up call for the Braves' bats. While they haven't put a ton of balls in play, we're starting to see some of the balls that should have been homers in Citizens Bank, because there were at least three from the Braves in uh, the game against NOLA that should have been gone, not counting Kung Fu Panda's nuclear launch job. I guess he was getting prepped for the new Godzilla movie. Um, But nice to see them get out today. Ronald on the board with two. His 20th leadoff home run, which is still the most in Atlanta Braves' history. As I think you can go ahead and write down, as long as he stays batting lead off his whole career, he's going to break Ricky Henderson's record and probably break it by a fair margin. Uh, looks like he saw the graphic that Nationals Twitter tried to post up today trying to say that Soto's better than Acuna because they selected, like, four stats that he just happened to be leading in without including homers or games played or defense or war or anything like that uh, or stolen bases. Looks like Acuna uh, had a little something to say about that. And then Freddie with a gigantic launch job, the MVP on the board. So all around a, a nice day for the Braves today. And it's, been, it's been a good start to the season. Hasn't been a good start for the Braves, although – unluckiest team in baseball if you're looking at the offense opening weekend but it's been a good weekend it's been a good opening series for major league baseball as there's a lot of a lot of really cool surprises now it's still super early so you can't read into anything like when they're doing power rankings three days into it that's ridiculous but if you look now we've got some really cool surprises going on in major league baseball
0: I was really happy to see that the the Orioles uh, swept the Red Sox this past weekend. Not because I have anything against the Red Sox, but just because you tend to pull for teams like the Orioles. Where look, we we know you're going to go 64 and 98 this season. We know you're going to suck. So any fireworks that they get, they really deserve. And they they beat up on a uh, on a Red Sox team that isn't expected to be great. But it's nice to see the the little guys leading the division for a change. Uh, Yerman Mercedes for the. Uh, White Sox started his career eight and eight eight for eight. I mean, twenty eight year old rookie, unbelievable. What a story, you know. Uh, Akil Badu for the Tigers uh, hit a home run off the first pitch he ever saw. Hit a grand slam
1: walk off today.
0: Yeah, he had the the walk off RBI single today. He hit a grand slam in the uh, in the second game that he ever played in. So I mean, he's already notching a lot of stories. He's going to get to tell his grandkids. So yeah, a lot of fun stuff happening in I think, MLB this see, week.
1: I think he might only have three hits, and there are two home runs and a walk off.
0: It's pretty impressive
1: just something ridiculous. Like a lot of cool storylines going on. The angels are, are leading right now, which is really cool. And you pick that angels are four and one and uh, tied up with the Astros heading into the ninth there. The tigers are in first place in the AL central. I mean, it's not something that's going to continue on, but to me, my favorite story of all of this, uh, the ageless wonder Nelson Cruz. I mean, you're not supposed to get more powerful as you get older, but Nelson Cruz is basically Thanos. Um, When he touches baseballs, those baseballs just die. Like, he hits the ball so hard so far. Did you see what happened yesterday where he launched one just foul, close enough foul to where he argued it and they reviewed it, and the very next pitch launches it even farther for a grand slam?
0: No, he, he's an anomaly. You know, he he is one of the few guys in Major League Baseball. I actually want to look this up. He's one of the few guys in Major League Baseball that's actually still older than me. So it gives it gives me hope for my 40s that I will continue to progress in the way that Nelson Cruz has.
1: I mean, it's just nuts. I keep waiting for Father Time to get him, and he just doesn't. He just keeps raking. He's, just, he's still a big dude. He hits it harder than anybody not named Marcelo Zuna or Giancarlo Stanton, who also the Yankees have at least gotten three games out of Giancarlo so far. So we'll see. He's, they've got about 20 more before he's down for the year. Uh, Aaron Judge has about 35 more games left in him. So fun times at the start of the 2021 season. Uh, on other news for the Braves, we mentioned that it was a frustrating – opening series but there were some things that looked very good aside from the bats just not doing what the batted ball data showed that they should have been the pitching looked very very good uh and it was it was nice to see because it didn't particularly look like any of the three starters really had their a plus stuff max certainly was fighting his self, himself all game and ended up pitching really really well and if you look at the if you dig a little bit into the numbers more than just the surface stats he actually outpitched Aaron Nola, um Charlie Morton looked really good until he kind of maybe got a little bit tired, lost the handle, a couple bad calls on him too, uh, kind of led to the end of his day. And then Ian Anderson certainly didn't have his best stuff either, but he battled for, for a good bit on that day too. Uh, overall, I was impressed with the starters and the relievers. The bullpen held up very well with the exception of Chris Martin injuring himself a little bit. I think he still listed his day-to-day, so hopefully he's not really going to miss a lot of time because the Braves – for as good as the lefties are on the bullpen, they do not have another high leverage uh, high leverage righty. Chris Martin is it. They
0: definitely need him. They need him to be healthy for sure. And and you could it's like you could see when in the game things started to go sideways for him because for the first two batters he looked sharp. He looked really really good, but then he just gave up a couple singles in a row went two zero. Uh, I can't remember who the batter was when he when he got pulled, but yeah, I mean, they, they need him. If you're really relying on Luke Jackson, I mean, no offense to Luke Jackson. I, I don't think he's nearly as bad as he gets a reputation for being, but he's not great. Josh Tomlin's not great. Nate Jones doesn't... At, at one point he was really good, but he's not necessarily great, so y- you feel much more comfortable having Martin out there. I would feel even more comfortable if they would bring in another righty who I'm sure that we're going to talk about here in just a second but yeah the the, uh, the relievers for uh, for the pen this weekend they had a 169 era and a 207 fip which is the third best in baseball uh, the 13.5 strikeouts per nine innings uh, led major leagues i thought the starters were really good too you know that the bats are going to heat up okay the wrc plus over this weekend was 13 by far the worst in all of baseball. And that's with Acuna, Albies, Freeman, Ozuna sitting at the top. You know, those guys are going to turn it on when they left that 2019 opening weekend series in Philadelphia. You know, Bryce Wilson started game two and Kyle Wright started game three. Shane Carl was still in the bullpen. You know, there, there were a lot of really questionable things. You didn't know what type of team you had. Now you have a really good idea that when the offense starts to click, which you've started to see some today, bottom of the eights. Now it's five to four. um, You you started to see some of the power. You started to see some of the the Babbitt luck uh, right itself a little bit. So with the pitching you got this weekend, with Max Freed trying to spin curveballs in forty-eight degree weather, and and with Ian Anderson inconsistent with the wipeout stuff, it was like he struck out a lot of guys at the beginning, and then was really kind of pitching to contact as the game went on, and then for some reason decided he wanted to slide headfirst into second base for his first major league hit. Uh, Given me a heart attack there. But yeah, you know that when everybody comes up to full speed, what we saw from Smiley today, yeah, he gave up the home run to Turner, but the, the strikeout stuff looked really good. And then when they get Soroka back and you start seeing the team pull together, this is still a really dangerous team. And I think we're all kind of pre-programmed after last year. 60 games, it's a nail biter all the time. It's like everybody's just super tense for like three months, and now we can go back to that old school schedule of they all count. It's not quote unquote just the game, but it's more of just the game than it was last year. You know, so it might take a while for the engine to get cranked up and for and for the train to get rolling. But once it does, man, all of the pieces are, are really in place here.
1: Yeah, this is, this is still a phenomenal unit all the way around. I mean, there there's no real weakness on this team. Uh, Pache is going to start hitting better as, as the season goes on. Uh, had a couple tough luck ABs against Scherzer. Did drop down a bun single, which I know made Chip happy and a lot of the older fans happy. Uh, but he did get himself on the board there, which gives him, I believe that makes him 2 for 12 or 2 for 13 so far this season. Um, had a little bit of a scary moment today between him and Ronald. Uh, that's one of those where they were both calling for it, so they canceled each other out. But that's one of those... Ronald will learn the more he's in right field that um, that's center field's ball, and if Pache can get to it, it's Pache's ball. Uh, I'm just happy that it was more of a slow speed and that they managed to hang on to it. Um, but that that's something that you'll that they'll kind of work out in time. It's it's a Christian. There's talks that he has to be more vocal, and that's going all the way back into his minor leagues. That's kind of been one of the things they've been trying to get him to do is be more assertive. But it is also the case when you've got Ronald who grew up throughout most of his major league time and all of his minor league time being a center fielder. The mindset is if I get there, that ball's mine. It's a little bit different when you move into a corner. So they'll adjust and they'll get there. I've got no worries about really any aspect on this team. You even saw Austin Riley go oppo today, which, uh, actually the second hit of the season for him, where he went opposite field, which is nice to see. Um, all in all, I'm not worried about this Braves team at all, That all the offense is going to come around. I still think they're a hundred game winner. I think, I think this is a really good team. Uh might take them a a little bit to round into form but that's that's the case with a lot of teams there's a lot of things going on right now like the yankees are not that bad they're not as bad as they looked in the the first series all this good stuff everybody it's the first weekend for everybody so everybody's going to have a little bit uh, of adjustments to getting started the teams that aren't necessarily super good uh, it's nice to see them start early but again super young teams tend to start a little bit better than teams that are older Uh, i have no doubts that'll write itself but speaking of other surprises around the league. Uh, if you had the Braves being the first team to make a trade, uh, come on down as the Braves trade early in the season, um, which was maybe a little bit of a stumper. Uh, the Braves get Orlando Arcia from the Milwaukee Brewers, sending friend of the program, Patrick Weigel and the effervescent Chad Sabatka, who has somehow stayed on the 40 man roster for like two and a half years of barely pitching. Uh, both of them go to Milwaukee in exchange for Arcia, And I actually kind of like this deal. There, there's some hidden layers in this. If you just take surface value, you think ah, Arcea is an Rio replacement. Really good defender, not great bat. Um, but just like the case of Drew Smiley, if you dig a little bit deeper, it's not too hard to understand why Alex liked him.
0: And Arcea's got a really good pedigree, too. I was looking up some old prospect lists, and at the end of the 2015 season, the number 10, 11, and 12 prospects in all of baseball were number 10, Dansby Swanson, number 11, Trey Turner, who is playing in this game against the Braves today, and number 12 is Orlando Arcea. You know, he was very, very highly touted. Um, He's not... A perfect player you know it's it's um similar in some ways to area adrianza where it's if this guy is starting every single day um you may not be super pleased with the results you might try and hide him a little bit lower in the lineup but as a bench option just a absolutely perfect bench option um the expected stats the underlying stats really show that he has made some big strides i know that's something that you were really excited about when you dug into it a little bit today
1: Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at his stat cast data and you have to dig into his batterball profile, he made some significant changes in 2019 and 2020, especially. Uh, 2019 he started to kind of show a little bit but last year he really made some concerted changes to his profile he's not a guy that strikes out a lot under 20 percent Ks pretty much every year of his big league career so he makes a lot of contact um, which is another one of those cases that reminds you of uh, a Ray adrianza or Echeverria whatever but more like adrianza there plays a really really good defensive shortstop um, has been a a well above positive defender at shortstop his whole career. Um, but he really started making concerted effort to lift the ball more and hit the ball harder, square up the ball a little bit more. Um, his exit velocity jumped up almost three miles per hour between 2020 and 2019. Uh, his his actual launch angle went up by three degrees, uh, up from like six point something to, to nine, which is fairly significant difference and the hard hit ball data was up the hard hit percentage was up like 10 full percentage points which is a big deal and narcia was a big time prospect and as we've seen with with plenty of guys uh recently it can take longer for some guys to to work it out than the others and he's still only 26 years old it's not like he's been around the league forever he's coming into his physical prime he's a true up the middle guy he's he's it it kind of spells bad luck for Camargo because it kind of means that they don't believe that Camargo can play not just shortstop, but second base either. Um, But he is a guy that at the very least he's a great defender off the bench who can play shortstop or second or I believe even the outfield Uh, he's had some big moments in the playoffs like he did against the Dodgers but there's also upside to here when you look upside here when you look into his expected stats his expected slugging was up almost 100 points his BABIP in 2019 was like 250 that jumped in 2020 to 292 Um, so there's still room to grow there he's hitting the ball in the air and hitting more line drives hitting the ball harder so there is some upside here there's sneaky play we've talked before that Alex really likes the expected stats and when you dig into those it kind of paints the picture that arcia might be on the come up not too much different from somebody like willie no, I
0: i love this move and you make a really good point about camargo too i think that there was some redundancy in there with uh with adrianza to begin with so now that they've got arcia i mean it's probably a pretty foregone conclusion that johan's time is is drawing pretty close to a close and i do have to say I know it's been 116 episodes since we had him on, but I am very, very sad to see Patrick Weigel go. Uh, just We've been pulling for him ever since day one. He was going to be one of the first prospects. Like He was in that Lucas Sims era of prospects that were coming up and, and starting to touch the big leagues before he had Tommy John, and he's really kind of struggled to put it back together uh, ever since he was he was returning from that. So I'm just really, really hoping that he gets an opportunity in Milwaukee. And, you know, Sabatka...
1: Oh... Me too! I wanted to work for Sabatka. I mean, you don't see guys that are 6'7", and have 99 mile an hour with actual- Like, his, his slider is so deadly, he just can't throw it anywhere and if I keep I was really hoping that the Braves would just make him follow Chris Martin everywhere and do everything Chris Martin does and it just never worked out for him there I hope it works out for him because he's got his arm talent is yeah, so and good
0: at the end of I think it was 2018 uh, that he was so good for the Braves I mean he he was a big part of that bullpen big strikeout guy but he's like you said he's six seven, he's got those big long levers and it's it's hard even when you've got a really sound delivery to keep everything synced up and as soon as as soon as you start to lose it I mean thing you you saw you know you look at Chad Sabatka for 2019 and 2020 and and how much he tended to struggle so um, best of luck to both of those guys you're going to an organization that really excels at developing pitching so as long as they have opportunities um, things will go better for them there than they have gone in Atlanta
1: and overall, this was a no-brainer move for the Braves. You cleared up some of the pitching logjam. You cleared a forty-man spot for who I still assume is going. To be. I think we'll see that today as AJ Minter uh, gives up the lead as it is now a tie ball game uh, off of an infield single. As the Babbitt gods have struck the Braves yet again, uh, somebody has hurt them somehow. Uh, need to have a sacrifice performed. Hopefully, we don't have to go back to what we did in 2018 where I had to intentionally stub the toe. But we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what we have to do to get this going again. Um, but I, I, I see I see no downside to that move. I mean, I, ho- I hope the best for Patrick Weigel. I like Patrick a lot. Uh, ultimately, I think he is probably a bullpen piece. But in Milwaukee, there's not a lot of starters there. He's got a real shot at being groomed as a starter there. We'll see if he's able to... to kind of recapture some of the form he had on that really quick rise uh, before the Tommy John, and I hope the best for him, because he's a fantastic guy, is a great story, he's worked really really hard, uh, and he's been a part of some really really good teams in the minors. so hope the best for him, but we do have to move on and discuss current Braves and things that are going on with just the Braves, but before we do, got to tell you about some of our new friends here on Armchair Media and that is Canaan Sunglasses your outdoor experiences could be better clearly better, and I say clearly with a little wink at you. Canon sunglasses are made with polarized lenses exclusively, which means optimal clarity. These Japanese optics, which obviously means better because duh, just like Shoei Otani. Canon lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than any other lenses on the market, and they're nearly impossible to scratch, which is good if you're like me and you constantly drop your sunglasses everywhere. With frames handcrafted in Italy, which, you know, known for cars like Ferrari, and uh, Lamborghini or other beautiful, wild imagination cars. Canaan sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imaginations. Use the exclusive code kanancast 15 at canaan.com and you get 15% off of your first pair. That's KananCast 15 K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15.com. Canaan, clearly better. All right, so professional read aside, uh, Braves Nationals get the first doubleheader for the Braves series tomorrow uh, because Major League Baseball apparently decided that taxi squads mean nothing unless you're a team like the Marlins or just a not popular team, uh, which is one point I do want to talk about because it's not like it's a huge deal that they've got a doubleheader tomorrow because they're seven inning doubleheaders, but it is kind of a big deal to me that Major League Baseball told everybody to have taxi squads. And alternate sites for the specified reason of if there's a COVID outbreak, we don't have to postpone games. And yet, if you're the Marlins, you got to go two weeks without your starter. Sorry, you just got to bring up everybody on the big league club. Yet, if you are the Cardinals or the Nationals, it's, well, we can't really make them play without their star players. I mean, I I don't. I don't get this double standard. It's frankly, it's annoying. I don't understand the point of the taxi squad on the alt side If you're not going to use them to play games.
0: It, me either. And I was kind of starting to worry just thinking for as long as things had been delayed, you know, they canceled opening day against the Mets for the nationals. And then it kept rolling and rolling and rolling. They even built the off day into the schedule just in case anything happened. And they just kept having to bang games. They took the, or the first game of the brave series and they, they pushed it back or condensed it into three games in two days. And, I really started to wonder whether or not they were just going to completely push the series all the way back, and which led to me asking the same question: What's the point of the Alt Site? What's the point of the Taxi Squad if if you're not going to use them? So I'm I honestly even looking at the the Nationals roster right now and seeing how many different players there are who uh, weren't intended to start on the opening day roster. Like we were laughing last week about Carter Keyboom still can't break through in the Nats roster. Well, yeah, he did. He <laughs> he eventually made it. But it's it's interesting, yeah. It just
1: it, it's 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 just another part of MLB being hypocritical, uh, and it, it does drive me crazy because certain teams get certain allowances. Like, do you think for a second if it had been the Orioles or the Royals who had, had this issue that they wouldn't have been forced to just say, "All right, guys, figure it out and play"? I mean that for for whatever reason. Major League Baseball does this, where if, if you're not going to use, like if you're just going to postpone the games, then don't even bother having the taxi squad on the outside. Just have a normal minor league season. Like, it, it does no good to have that and not actually use it. And you could say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's opening week. But now you're talking about you're going to make players play doubleheaders really early on in the season which if you want to talk about player safety the earlier in the season you're doing the double headers the more likely they're going to get injured
0: no I agree and you know that since it's division rivals you know that there's going to be plenty of time for these teams to see each other the Braves will be back in Washington at least or two more times after after this series so they could certainly make it up and I think that they had built some extra time into the schedule this year just to give some some natural off days because I know a lot of players are pretty notorious for fading down the stretch, but trying to cram it in. Now, it just seems like everything was fine during spring training, and then right as the season was going to start, here's an outbreak, and then everybody just, instead of saying, okay, let's calmly deal with this, it was like we thought we were past it, and now we are back to this exact same point where uh, where we were, so everybody's scrambling and trying to make it work, but yeah, I'm just... I'm happy they were able to get it in. I, I kind of wish that they had pushed one of the games back to a later series. I will say that.
1: Well, I mean, they have a common off day on May 3rd. I thought that was when they were going to have them replay that. Um, I mean, I just I just don't like how Major League Baseball affects certain teams in certain ways um, but you know we'll get that doubleheader tomorrow hopefully we'll be able to see uh, one of them will be a bullpen game which I would I would throw out a pretty big hunch that Oscar Anoa will probably start that game uh, and we'll see how long he can go maybe three innings there um, with an off day afterwards so no real big deal the bullpen should be mostly fresh uh, Max Fried will start one of them. be nice to see Max get another start. Hopefully, we'll see Max versus Strasbourg That would be kind of cool. Um, but... For, for the Braves, it is going to be interesting to see how Steven Strasburg handles it with uh, reportedly down about three miles an hour on the fastball after having uh, a supposedly superfluous muscle removed from his calf, like a vestigial muscle. So we'll see what happens there. The Braves, the Braves tend to affect Strasburg the same way they do Scherzer. They either pile up a bunch of runs and chase him early or he blows them away for like 12Ks. Kind of the same thing they do to Zach Wheeler and a lot of the other fantastic pitchers uh, in the National League East. But now the game today, getting a little bit more tight as it's 5-5, top of the ninth. Uh, and I do want to talk about and we'll be getting to the end of this, uh, the end of this here soon. Uh, but our final point before we get to the very end, just I want to talk about Christian Pache. Uh, because it hasn't been phenomenal for him offensively to this point. Um, struggling a little bit, he's only got two hits and one of those a bun single. Um, you worried about him at all?
0: Not even a little bit, not even a little, you know, uh, especially considering he just um, did he just hit a home run? Like literally, as you were saying that, I mean, yeah, he just hit his first. He just hit his first regular season home run while you were you asking me. There you me. go,
1: folks. Christian Pache you- and me synced completely. Pull side home run as Christian Pache puts the Braves in front. That's my guy. That's I'm glad you just said weren't worried at all because I was just about to tell you I'm not worried in the slightest. He's a rookie. He's getting hit on on some of the sliders on the outside a little bit. He's batting eighth, so he's not always seeing the perfect pitches. He shows a good batter's eye. The only thing that I've needed to really see for him, what's holding him back right now, is pitch recognition itself. As he goes, bombs away. 380 feet, not a big shot, but you know what? It puts the Braves in front, and for a guy that plays elite, elite defense, anybody that wants to come at me uh, trying to talk some Christian Pache mess, I'm just going to point you to the simple fact that he's higher rated than any of the prospects on your team
0: we and we knew we knew that there were going to be some some possible offensive struggles here we knew that there was going to be uh, a learning curve on the offense Uh, but the defense is alone is worth the price of admission Uh, they actually they might be reviewing this I, I I still can't tell so but yeah I mean and even even if he only hits 220 or he's got an OPS of 650 or somewhere around there I mean you come for the defense, and his defense alone is going to make him a two or three WAR player. Any anything after that is gravy. So it'd be nice to see him hit. It'd be nice to see him not just look like he's kind of overwhelmed. But he's still—he oh, only got a few. Did,
1: did they call Pache's homer a foul? They sure did. Uh,
0: well, oh. I guess I'm going back to being worried about him now. Um, Whatever. But no, I, I think he's gonna be—he's gonna be fine. He's absolutely gonna be fine. Look, the pitchers are better. Than he is right now, but that's not that's not the whole point with him. You know, eventually it will come. He does he does have plenty of power. Um, the actual hit tool is lagging behind, but I'm not really that interested in his I'm offense. Not,
1: Are you gonna keep him? I'm age? not worried about him at all. He'll be fine. But. I would have liked that home run to actually have stayed a home run. Obviously, it would have been cool for him to get his first home run the same day everybody else did, but I'm not worried. And for the Braves overall, I'm not worried at all. They're they're a fantastic team. This is, fan- is going to be a really good season for pretty much everybody involved. And I do want to say I do believe the Braves will be re-signing Shane Green. I think you'll hear something tonight. Uh, Tuesday, for those of you that are hearing this on Wednesday, uh, I think you'll see something like a one year, four million dollar deal because they do need another righty that they can rely on in higher leverage situations. You don't want to go to Tomlin all the time. I uh, don't think they want to go to Oscar or Noah since they still say that he's a starter. Tukey's on the 60 day uh, and Nate Jones. Maybe you'll see if he can get to that that stretch. But I'd probably have Nate Jones in um, some of the lower leverage situations until we see what we really got on him thank you guys to everybody hopefully the Braves are able to pull this one out today we'll be back again next week don't forget by the way to pay attention to the TPS Twitter account as you will be seeing some links fairly shortly I'm not going to say when but maybe uh, Thursday might be a good day to mark on your calendar for a locker room link if you want to join me on my first ever attempt doing a locker room we can Talk about the Braves We can talk about Whatever you really Want to talk about Maybe you want to Talk about music Everybody likes to do Our extra innings Maybe we can do Something with extra Innings going on In the locker room I don't know Just pay pay attention To the TBS Twitter account And you'll see the link And you can join in as well Thank you to everybody Out there Y'all have a great week